0: next episode of the Expect to Win podcast again this is Lamar Thomas I'm here um, with you today I have a very special friend that's joined us today um, Mr. Justin Turner he is a senior governmental relations associate did I say that right you said it right you said it oh, right oh man I'm on fire I'm on fire man I, you know especially somebody with a fancy title like that I didn't know if I could get that right um but just for the people, um, I'm gonna have to get you to explain what that is. But before we get started, I want to shout out my sponsor, ninety nine point one um Power Radio. Make sure that you tune in, uh, not only for this podcast, but I want you to tune in every day to get your spirit up, um, to listen to what Dr. J Green has to say in the in the music that follows. But um Go ahead and jump into this thing again. I got Mr. Justin Kern. I'm not going to tell you all all the dark secrets I know about him because um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to be running for governor one day. Um, but he's located in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure those of you that's around that area, you know about him. I'm sure he he's pretty much doing so much great things in the community. Uh, why don't you tell everybody kind of what some of the things that you're doing? First, you got to explain that title. Then you can tell everybody what you're doing.
1: You know, a lot of times, you know, you you have to give titles, um, and and sometimes they, they 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 get really fancy, and sometimes they're completely unnecessary. I have I have one of those. My title, <laughs> um, Senior Governmental Relations Associate. It's a fancy word for lobbyist. Um, uh-huh. I am i uh, I'm a lobbyist for an organization that represents all of the cities in the state of Georgia. So um, all types of organizations have representation at the capitol. And uh, mine actually represents all of the cities, the five hundred and twenty five plus cities in the state of Georgia, um, the city council members, mayors, city clerks, and the people that live within those cities. Those are the people that I represent at the uh, state capitol under the Gold dome um, during the legislative session, and so uh that whole fancy title. Me as lobbyist.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, man, that, that's a lot. Well, tell the people kind of that that may not have paid attention in American government and civics class, like like myself. Um, kind of sum up, maybe, uh, in layman's terms, of kind of what what it is that you really do for the for the community.
1: Absolutely. Uh, to to keep it very simple, uh, my job is to build relationships with city officials. Um, and to represent their advocacy needs or their positions at the state capitol. And so at the state capitol, my job is to convince legislators, uh, those people that uh, hopefully that you just voted for, um, to um, your state representatives and your state senators, my job is to convince them to either vote for or oppose different pieces of legislation that would have some type of impact on Either city government or the people that live within cities. Okay, so, so like kind of like you can think of it kind of like a salesman. My job is to sell ideas or legislation um, on behalf of my client, and my client would be uh, local government, specifically cities. Okay, good. Well, um,
0: what is what is? Well, um, I, I know you just kind of did the whole big voting thing. Um, what kind of what's what's going on now? Like kind of what's your week? Do y'all get a holiday season? Do you get to take some time off to enjoy the family? Or kind of what what's going on right now in the in the politician or the lobbyist world?
1: It's very interesting because this time of year is 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 kind of a uh, bittersweet, and um, I say that because of the fact that you know the end of the year is wrapping up, and um, so this time things start to slow down just a little bit. But with that slowdown um, comes, you know, a much bigger season on the other side of this. And so right after the holidays, everything picks back up. So my busy se- season is from January to about April because that's when your state legislature is in session. And so they meet that um, from, uh, I think, this year. It's going to be, I think, around January 7th um, all the way until uh, they finish the uh the – Business at the Capitol, which usually it's forty legislative days, but they don't meet every single day. Um, (laughs) Excuse me, they don't meet every single day, um, so that those forty legislative days spread out until about April, and so I get to relax a little bit. But it's the calm before the storm, because once it kicks off in January, you know it's, it's busy.
0: Right. Well, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and get to the meat. When I think of politics, of course. You know, the first thing comes up is, is the, the president, um, and, you know, all the, the, the drama that comes around him and some of the statements and tweets that he's made out. Um, and I've talked to a couple people in education, um, and, you know, quite frankly, like I said, I think I feel that it's, it's become a racial thing, like people are not even paying attention to any of the legislation or any of the laws. They just know one's but one's like you know, and and where we kind of all just jumping on the bandwagon of a particular race rather than what that person stands for. So now as far as you, um, how does that directly affect you, you know, knowing that, of course, you are one particular race, you know what I'm saying? Do you have to kind of turn your head to certain things or, um, you know, kind of feel what I'm going with you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, I I didn't pay attention in civics class, but I do know that there's a lot of issues going on, but a lot of it is making it racial.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you you can hear those. You know, in in the past, there's been racial undertones, and now they're overtones, and everything um, is kind of out there in the open. (laughs) Excuse me. However, um, a lot of that stuff comes from... When you when you read those news articles and, and things of that nature, a lot of that stuff is going on in D.C. Not to say that none of it's going on in Georgia, but what I'm saying is those very salacious uh, news stories and everything like that, all of the stuff that the president says or tweets and all of that stuff, um, that doesn't really impact my job to an extent because my job is focused here in Georgia. And oh. so... The head of our government here in Georgia is the, you know, the the governor. And so I work specifically only on uh, issues that impact Georgia here in Georgia. And so I don't go to the Capitol up in D.C. Mine is very local. And the work I do is extremely important, or the work that not only me but people like me do is extremely important because of the fact that, as you said, people aren't paying attention to the laws that are going on in D.C., which is accurate. Right. But everybody, most people know, I mean, the president, most people know their congressmen and different things like that, but they don't know the laws that are passed down from D.C. Um, but you know the laws here. I bet you don't drive with your cell phone in your hand because you know that is a law <laughs> here in the state of Georgia that has gotten passed uh, by the General Assembly. But There's let so, me tell you, something,
0: laws- man. I was going to say, I was riding one day and I saw a police officer with his phone. Ain't they're excluded from the law. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, law enforcement excluded from the law.
0: Wow. Wow. Because,
1: you know, they also have laptops in, in right. their front seat, which you can't have either. Um, right. And so that's why they have exclusions uh, because abstracted driving um, doesn't include people that need to utilize certain technologies for the duties and purposes of their jobs. Um, and it's my job to know stuff like that. I have to read all of these different laws, especially um, – in the areas of public safety and transportation, any bill that is in any of those two policy areas that mentions the word city or municipality I have to read. I read hundreds of bills um, every you know every legislative session, dozens of bills a day. Some of the bills are one page bills. some of the bills are hundred page bills, um, but it's my job to have an understanding of what's going on in those bills. And I said that to say that there are things that are going on here in Georgia. That's going to impact your life more so than the stuff that's going on in D.C. Um, because the stuff that goes on in Georgia has an immediate impact and has a quicker impact. Everything that's passed in Georgia goes into law either upon the governor's signature, uh, if the legislation details that, or it goes into effect on, in July of uh, of every year. And so these laws are happening all the time. They're coming down. They're impacting our lives. And so we have to start paying attention to those things so that uh we stay abreast of what's going on in our communities because, yeah, the President of the United States is always going to get attention. However, the things that are actually impacting your life, that's going on under the gold dome in Atlanta. Wow. And that's what well, that we have to learn how to pay attention to.
0: Well, let's, let's take this time and, like I said, what would you say to that person? Because I talked to a student. You know, um, you know, I had a student at my school that was 18. You know, and I pranced around with my sticker. You know, I voted and I tried to promote that to those students. You know, about having a voice, about having an opportunity. But you know, that student, I'm pretty sure, is something that they brought down from the household uh, about why they don't want to vote because they don't see the change or those people are going to do what they want to do anyway. So what would you say to to those people that are ignorant in the fact that, uh, you know, they need to go and vote, you know, so what kind of advice or what would you, you know, maybe you could give me some insight so I could go back and, you know, I have a better answer next time instead of trying to go all school, you know, the only thing I could do is try to go black history and talk about, you know, what people did for that right to vote and for you just to to throw it under the rug like that, you know, it's kind of disappointing. But what would you say to that person that, that responded that way about voting? I
1: would say a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I would never abandon the whole uh, black history thing um, because it's such an important uh, conversation that still needs to be had. But my argument in that to that student would have been, well, if it didn't matter, then why were they trying to kill – why were they literally killing people? That tried to vote. If voting didn't matter and it didn't make a difference and it caused no change, why were people lynched for voting? Why were people shot for voting? Why were people intimidated at the polls from allowing their voice to be heard? Right. If it didn't matter, none of that stuff would happen because it doesn't matter. So obviously it does. Um, and so, and I would also just talk make real life examples of it, and the fact that a lot of people don't vote because they haven't seen certain changes in their community, um, and rightfully so, because some communities have been ignored, so then you can talk about that well, if you haven't seen it, that's because you're not participating in this process, and that's because you're not voting or electing the people that are actually going to impact your communities, and so it's up to you to. Get those people in office that are going to cause you to see some change in your community. And if you don't see it, guess what? It's incumbent upon you to be that change. And you don't have to do that from an elected position, but you can. You know, so if you notice that your community is not growing, your community is not thriving, that means someone's not doing their job. And if that person's not doing their job, it's up to you to hold them accountable and not to say, hey, we're here. We have a voice, we've been electing you, you're not getting it done. Or it's time for people to step up and run for office. You saw a huge wave um this year even at the uh in, in the state legislature, you know, welcoming in a lot of new uh members, a lot of incumbents lost their seat. Right. And it happens at in city councils, you know, every year, you know, you have a lot of people that have losing, losing their seats and they do that when people have had enough. And Excuse <laughs> me, one of the things I, I, I uh point out when people say voting doesn't change anything. Um there are some examples in, in Georgia but a more broad example you can you can uh do is you should take a look at Ferguson, Missouri. Everyone has heard about, you know, Michael Brown and the situation that happened in Ferguson. Right. Ferguson has not had incidents like that since then because Ferguson was a city that was majority black. However, their city council did not reflect the people in their community. So after the whole Ferguson issue happened, people actually ran for office. People started voting. They saw record numbers in Ferguson, the election after uh, the whole Michael Brown situation. And you know what happened after that? The police chief lost their job, and a new police chief was brought in, a black police chief, which reflected the members of that community, Um, and you haven't heard of situations like that since because the people said, I've had enough, the right people aren't representing our community, let's get people in office. Ferguson elected pretty much several new members of their city council, and that was enough to change certain aspects of their community. So change does happen. You have to be willing to see it, and you have to pay attention. It's real easy to say nothing's going on when you're not paying
0: attention. True. That might be the title of the podcast, man. Just pay attention. You need to stay woke. Be, <laughs> there be, you, be, go. Be, you know what I'm saying? Be 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 aware of your surroundings and the environment around you. Um but what, what what type of um uh, admirations do you have to to go further? Are you planning on running for office or anything one day or what what's your next step?
1: I'm going to that I get asked that question um all the time and um I'm i gonna I tell you the same same thing I, I, I tell everyone else. Um first of all, I enjoy what I do right now and I enjoy learning and building relationships. Whatever I decide to do the next level, those relationships and that knowledge I'm gaining will help. Uh, the second thing I'll say to that is I didn't know I was gonna be here and um I was I was blessed with this opportunity um to enter into the government relations field and to become a lobbyist um didn't see it happen didn't plan to be in this particular position at this time um and so uh I think and when I'm moving forward in those next steps, I'll stay out of my own way and let God do his thing and, and I'll be directed into the, uh, the, the the way I'm supposed to go. Um a lot of times we get caught up in our own ambitions and we and we misplace our steps and you know, you can get you can block your blessings with your own ambitions and um I feel that if you are truly led, um you know, uh, or want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you got to get out of your way. And so, I choose to do with that with my career, and I feel that if I stay out of my way, that I will be positioned for what's I'm, what I'm called to do. Because there's a difference between what you choose to do and what you're called to do. Um, I spent the first part of my my career earlier in my career doing what I chose to do, and then this time I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna let God do what he needs to do and I'm gonna get out of my own way and I've been uh blessed immensely since I've decided to do that. Um and so I'm gonna continue. That's gonna be like if I'm if I'm supposed to, you know, uh you know, run for office or something like that one day, he'll let me know and you know, uh you know, I'll be obedient to that. If he wants me to do something else in the community, he'll let me know and I'll be obedient to that. But I'm gonna stay out of my own way and not let my ambitions uh supersede what I'm actually supposed to be doing.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Um, just coming from me knowing you when you was, you know, little snotty nosed kid walking the walking the <laughs> highways of of the state university going around and, and <laughs> And, and participating in our gatherings and things that we participated in at that time and growing right. up, uh, you know, and I, and I could say that, man, it, it truly sounds awesome that, that you have allowed, you know, God to use you, uh, for that community and for, for the things for the, pretty much for the state, as you say. Um, but before I get you off the phone, you know, because I'm in education and I'm, I'm always trying to give back. Um, and and it might be somebody here listening. What is something that we could do better to to stay woke, to to pay attention to, you know, our environment, especially when it's when it's about the legislators.
1: It's it's a real simple thing. To read. Um, a lot of times we we wait for information to come to us. Everybody walks around nowadays with a computer in their hand. Um, but we don't search out for information. And so what I, what I would say is, like, pay attention to the news, read the news, um, if you're in Valdosta, don't just relegate yourself to the Valdosta Daily Times. Mm-hmm. Also read the Atlanta Journal Constitution. <laughs> Excuse me. Try to follow some political blogs, uh, do some searches for, uh, local government podcasts, and also, uh, say the Georgia, uh, AJC and a couple of other groups have several podcasts in which they talk about all of these different laws that are coming, you know, um, that are going to be debated and things of that nature. But so we have to seek out that information and stop waiting for things to fall in our lap, because if we always wait for things to fall in our lap, we'll always be behind. And it will always say, my community is not changing, nothing is happening, nothing is going on, because you're not participating by it actively seeking out information. And nowadays, it's real easy. You remember when we were growing up, if we wanted information, you either had to buy a newspaper, which right. would cost you money, or you had to go to a library. A lot of people didn't have computers. You had to go to a library, look up information, and look all this stuff up in the book.
0: Now you just got kind of
1: to Google stuff. Correct. Google I- state laws in January to see what comes up. You know, all you have to do is Google the information that you're looking for, and information will come up, and then you just have to filter through the mess and the chaos and then, uh, you know, find the truth. But the more you read, uh, the more you look for notable sources, the, the, the better you'll be. But in the same way as you seek out other information, you have to seek this stuff out, too, because there, uh, there, there's an old, you know, cliche saying that if you're not, um, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And uh the people that don't participate in voting, the people that don't advocate for the things that are important to them and their, and their community, those are the people that are on the menu because of the fact that I can do anything I want to you and your community if you're not paying attention. Well, wow. what's going to stop me? There's no check. There's no check there. And so to prevent people from taking the of you in your community, to prevent people from just doing whatever or overlooking you, you have to be your own advocate. You have to tell the story of your community. You have to step up and say, we need to see some changes here. You have to make
0: those decisions. And if not, people are going to continue to do whatever. Well, what, okay, I had a couple of things, but not to take it away. Man, we're getting old because I remember, you know, uh, I was in class. And, you know, talk to the kids, because I like to get involved with my students, but they never heard of an atlas, one. You know, I was somebody about an atlas, you know, and they're like, oh, what? You know, you know, the cell phones are spoiling these kids. You don't even have to type it anymore. No you can speak it now, you know, yeah, and, and, it, yeah. and it gives you directions. So, you know, like actually going to... Uh, when we used to take those road trips, we used to have to go to print out the the map quest and print it out, and then be driving. Did, read. Yeah, you had to, you had to read to to get to where you were trying to go to. Um right. But to spin that, not not to make you sound real old, even though you got some gray hair now, not going to talk about that either. Um, we're going to I go do, ahead and that's go. It. That's all
1: wisdom, though. That's <laughs> wisdom in there Can I I've been through a couple of things.
0: <laughs> I got you. Well, that's what you need to share too of how you've overcome all that. But what do you say to that person? They're working that's, on it, brother. <laughs> that, what do you say to that person that's afraid to step up? Because I know that there are some people, um that, that may be, uh, intimidated by speaking up and going against the grain and being different. When you see things that need to be changed, you don't want to ruffle the feathers or you don't want to create that type of attention, you know, that, that will, you know, make make their life a little bit more miserable. So I just think that a lot of our people or a lot of some people, I'm going to speak for the people that may be afraid to step up, you know, maybe when the conditions are not good at work or whatever, you know, and maybe it's not as deep as uh, state laws, but it's just something going on and you know, and they're just afraid to step up and be different or say, you know, they don't want to mess and lose their job. You know, I know now everything is about money so maybe I don't want to rustle the feathers and step up and be that person because that may do something to my job, my money, and how I take care of my family.
1: Uh, I'll say a couple of things with that. Number one, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, so that spirit of fear is coming from somewhere else. Um, and that also means, and, and I know that it, it, it's said and it's easier said than done, and it, it's hard to to. to, to Except that when you know it's a livelihood that could be risked before standing up for what's right, but there are a lot of people that have stood up for what's right and um seemingly lost other things like you take a look at Colin Kaepernick he's experiencing that same what you just said. I stood up for what or in his case took a knee for what he believed in, and it costed it costed him his job he lost his job he lost his NFL salary and all that stuff, but in the meantime, behind the scenes of all of that, he was bolstered up by something else. And he got that Nike contract, and he got that Nike deal. He also got picked up by the community, and so uh, the community people started sending donations and things of that nature to all of these organizations that he was affiliated with. And so I said that to say that it is up to communities to help to uplift each other, and you know uh, we've lost that sense of community. And so we have to build that back. And so people have to know that they have a structure in place to allow them to speak up and speak out. And so there's some building that has to be done. You can't just uh just say, well I'm gonna just go tell them what's on my mind tomorrow. No, let's be smart about it and let's uh you have to build in the background uh a a, a coalition and some other uh, structure in place to allow you to be able to speak up. So don't just go and tell the folks off on your job, uh, cause you, you're tired of working those long hours. Strategize first and then have those conversations. Be strategic, uh, be intelligent, act with wisdom, and use discernment when you're going to have those conversations. Cause every time ain't the right time to move. or I'm sorry. Every time is not the right time to move. Um, And I'm speaking to a teacher, so I have to use correct grammar. (laughs) Um, And so uh, every time is not the right time to move, so you have to, you know, use the and pray about it, and and then just go from there.
0: Man, first of all, English was not my strong suit. So just because I'm a teacher don't mean – if you hear how I sound, um, I've never changed who I am, you know. So I never – and actually – I mean, I never changed who I am, so titles don't really mean much. You know, I'm just somebody that's trying to give back, uh, you right. know, and I look at education as an opportunity to go back to fix the 15-year-old me, you know, the things right. that I wish somebody would have done for me. Um, so I try to go back and invest in these young people to give them an opportunity to uh, get their life a lot started a lot faster than I did, you know, and the, the lessons that, you know, I've seen a lot of people, in college and I've seen a lot of ups and a lot of downs a lot of people that I left uh from high school that didn't really do do the things that they needed to do so um, I just use my platform to you know speak to those young people and hopefully give somebody else an opportunity to make you know make their community better so uh I'm a I'm a slick lobbyist in education you know I I lobby for community as well um you know and I just try to give back as much as I can. So I don't really do titles, and I try to be as real as I possibly can. Um And I'm surprised, just like a lot of people, that they even allowed me to be a principal to to create a school. Uh, well, I'm yep. pretty, pretty much creating a school and creating an environment. But, um, uh, you know, the the basis of my school, the mission, is really about the relationship. So if you can't get a relationship with anybody, then you can't give them any rules. Um, so right. every student that comes through my door, I'm going to make sure I try to build a relationship with them and their parents uh, as well as everybody in my building. And I try to change the whole dynamic of the building. Um, and because it's an alternative school, which I don't even say alternative, I say opportunity. It's an opportunity to correct a mistake or, you know, opportunity to, to get ahead and do better. Um, so I just try to speak a lot of life into a lot of people that may not have life. Uh, and like you said, my family is not the, the best uh, in that I had a lot of ups and downs. I had a lot of people in my family that didn't graduate from high school. So, you know, like I said, I took that opportunity as a as a calling for me to go out and, and give people something. Um, and actually, right. that's, that's kind of what I wanted this podcast to be. Uh, it's just an opportunity where a lot of people listen to it as they're driving to work uh you know why they working out so i just want to make sure we give them a nugget give them something that'll help them get through the next week um I'm, i'm a i'm an opportunity guy i'm all about possibilities i want to give you something that's going to speak a little life to you um so i really do appreciate you man i'm not going to take up much of your time i know you got a little one uh you got some some family that you need to get back to uh but before you go um you know, share a nugget, man. You got to drop a nugget. Like I said, somebody is listening to this. They need this nugget to help them get to that next point. So go ahead and share some more wisdom. You don't drop some good stuff already, but go ahead and drop a nugget for someone before we close.
1: So, um, my major thing that I like to talk about is, is advocacy and voting. And, um, and so my nugget is actually going to be based around that. Um, A lot of people, you said, listen to this in their car while they're, you know, driving to work or handling business, things of that nature. So what I'm going to say is not voting and not participating in this legislative process is like giving somebody the keys to your car that you're behind all four, giving somebody the keys to your car and saying, do what you will with my car. No one's going to do that. You're not just going to give up the keys to your car. So stop giving people the keys to your life. Stop letting people drive your life without you having a say-so in it. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're not advocating for the things that are important to you, things that are important to your community, or even things that are important to your household. So it's up to you to tell your story. It's up to you to to, to, to actually have these conversations with people so that they know that you cannot control my life um, without me having a say, so you got to use that voice. You have a voice. Don't be afraid to use it.
0: Man, I hear you there, uh, Reverend, so you didn't tell me you're going to (laughs) be a Reverend next, man. I I Um. did not tell you that. (laughs) Okay, hey, but you never know. You could be led now uh, because you dropped some real stuff, man, but again, my nugget, I'm going to jump on you, man. I'm going to say just pay attention. Uh, You you never know what, what life has in store for you. Uh, and if you don't pay attention, life's liable to hit you in your face, you know, and and, and if you wake up enough and you keep living, life is going to do that. But if you pay attention, then you have an opportunity to be prepared. Um, you have an opportunity to possibly get ahead on some of these things so that life won't hit you as hard. Um, so that's just going to be my nugget along with Mr. Kearney, man, just pay attention. Um, you know, pay attention to the surroundings, pay attention to the things that's happening in your life. So I'm also going to tell you, pay attention to what's happening to you. Take care of your body. There's a lot of us now that, that are eating the wrong things, that are putting off working out, that are just putting off chasing our dreams. You know, we, we got things that we want to accomplish and things that we want to do, but instead of paying attention to our dreams, we'll rather look at the next episode of Scandal, or, or we'll rather scroll through Facebook, 3,000 more times instead of doing the things that we need to do. So I'm going to tell you to pay attention. If you got something, you got a goal, you you don't want nobody else driving your car, pay attention, man. It's your life. You got to live your best life, all right? In order for you to live your best life, you're going to have to pay attention to it. So you pay attention to it, get the keys to your car, and let's see if we can drive into 2019 chasing dreams, all right? Again, I'm going to close. Like I always say, take advantage of two, your time, your words, your opportunity because when they're gone, they're gone. Okay, take care of your time. Be careful of the words that you speak, and when you get an opportunity, make sure you jump on it. Mr. Kernan, thank you again for blessing us, um, and I'll get back with you. I may have to call you back, man. You said some good stuff, man. Next time we may have to talk about some of the stuff we did in college. How about that?
1: Hey, hey, you know, I think some of that stuff is better left where it is. Uh, (laughs) Hey, hey. Hey, we got family sister and good job now and, you know, I'm just glad social media wasn't out that day <laughs> you ain't
0: lying, you ain't lying. Man, we, hey, we held a lot of uh, Bible studies let's do it let's say it like that there you go we did yeah. a lot of things yeah. alright man but thank you for blessing us Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed it thank you Power99.1 for giving us the platform see you next week peace